Hi, I'm Ross, and welcome back to Theologies. The Ologies. Today is Winology. Winology. Once again, we have fantastic Dr. Terry Jimmister. You know he's not here today. Who's that? Little Sweet. Where's he at? Where'd you send him? I sent him to a, uh, a, a dairy farm yeah. um, that milks emus. <laughs> <laughs> told him we were moving our offices there. He's going to be pretty. This, those things kick hard is what I've been told. So we'll see how that one goes. But bad. today we're talking about winology. And Terry, when you and Ross were talking before I came down here, you mentioned three out of the gate. And it's really just, yeah. it's not about winning teams and winning dynasties. It's about the whole concept of what a win is, right? Right. Yeah, it's um, so. It came to me the other day. I, I, I threw that guy out at you guys, and you guys seemed to respond pretty well to it. Yeah, but we uh, like I mean, your winology, you can go in any direction on this. But I was thinking about some great wins, great um, victories, if you will, mm-hmm. that maybe transcended time. Yeah. And and sometimes well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it might be something you might say, hey, I remember when yeah, that you have, happened. You have ones you go back to. Uh-huh. I mean, you have ones that are referred to, right? Absolutely. Kind of like. You know, chariots of fire, like that's yeah. what happened. It, 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 I love the movies that are being made now about um, Jesse Owens and yeah. you know winning the Olympics right there in front of Hitler. Like how amazing Absolutely. is that, right? There you go. There's yeah, one that transcends. That. Yeah, transcends. Uh, um, yeah, just life, really. Well, and you as being a, a, a guy that's involved in healing athletes, you've been really mm-hmm. close as far. So you, you were at Miami when they won their national championship. You so, were at UNLV when when we won it. Yep. Yeah, when won mm-hmm. the national championship. Yeah. yeah. So what about wins? What about the what about the subject made you want to talk about it? Um, well, one particular win kind of sticks out in my mind, and um, it it actually to this day it still affects me. Mm. Um, and um, then we, I guess we can jump into it. It's way back in the you know I was listening. What what reminded me? I was listening to your hockeyology. Oh yeah, with Mike with Valley. Mike Valley, yeah. I love listening to him, and. And I remember, um, so I started thinking about this, and one of the things that stands on my mind is the um, nineteen eighty U.S. hockey team. Oh yeah, miracle. oh yeah. What is the miracle on ice? So yeah, it's miracle. a miracle on ice, okay. and yeah, this will be good for you, Ross, because I know you've heard about this, but you know, um, Clint and I, I think lived it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how old you were at that time, but I was, uh, it was 1980, so January yeah, 19, six. February 1980. Okay, I was, I was negative five, so I was 13. I, I was grounded. I heard it happening. Yeah, in the, in the, yeah. In the den, but there's Clint reading another book. Wait, yeah, were y'all, were y'all listening to it or watching? Well, here's the thing, and yeah, we, this, had t- we had TVs. In there, well, this is right. the thing. <laughs> in Garland, they had TVs. Garland, we had TVs. Yeah. This was Arkansas. Oh, this is Arkansas, Arkansas, though. Yeah. Okay, um, so you have to put yourself in that position for the younger people in the audience here. And that is, back then you had three main channels. Right. Cable was just kind of starting to come out. ESPN, yeah. for example, was only a year old at oh, the time. Okay. So, so well, if, and there was incredible tension too. I mean, this was like Cold War. Absolutely. You know, yep. you know the Malays. The I mean, America wasn't feeling great right around then. We had the Iran. You know, we had the hostage, the, the Iranian hostage. Yep. So yeah, keep going. The no, context I'm, I'm was, to you. The, going the context on. was going on. Magnum PI hadn't come out yeah. yet. That premiered in nineteen. <laughs> That's the one Magnum PI reference you're gonna get. Oh. Happy Days was going off the air just about. That's about. Sad, that yeah. was sad. Yeah, he yeah, jumped a, the shark by then. I think. Yeah, so, right? which is amazing. Talk yeah. about a win. Yeah. <laughs> so so we beat the Russians. So well so 
like Clint was alluding to, you set the stage, and it was a whole socioeconomic and and worldwide thing going on. Fuel Our lines, country did fuel not, lines yeah, fuel and lines, and inflation. We were we were sitting in lines to get gas, like okay. m- a mile long. Lines and your license to get plate gas. dictated when you went, right? Like, right. Like, even or odd. Yeah. My dad and my mom and dad yeah. were telling me about that. Yeah, things were bad, and 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 just before the Olympics, or the summer before. The Russians invaded Afghanistan, and it was basically just kind of a slap in the Americans' face. Like, we could do whatever we want. Right, we'll right. do whatever we want. And back then, it was the Soviet Union. Yeah. And it was before the wall came down. So there was a lot of divide. Like Clint was saying, Cold War. And they were really kicking our butt. They were yeah. dominant. I mean, they, they were a superpower on the eyes. There, sure. wasn't, there wasn't anything close to them on the eyes when it came to hockey. I will say this, though. When we had Mike Valley in, yeah. right, we did hockeyology. Mm-hmm. He brought up the Russians this many times, zero. Yeah, of course. And, well, uh, since then. Have we just completely eclipsed No, that? it's different, though. you got to remember, it's different times now. Back then, every country stayed separate. Yeah. yeah. And behind the Iron Curtain, they played their – really, they were their professionals. They were by, – yeah. by definition, they were part of the Red Army. They were military. They were military, oh. but they played hockey. That was their job. Was their military oh, job. Gotcha. And it like wasn't like West. now where – Okay, you got some Russians that play for the Dallas Stars, and then when the Olympics come, they go back and play for Russia. No, mm-hmm. you were separate, so you didn't know how good they really were other than yeah. when you played against each other internationally. Yeah. Now, on our, our end, we only played amateurs, true amateurs, college kids. True. So right. every sport, not until 1992 did we actually use our own professionals mm. in any sport. So it was a totally different – so what I'm about to tell you and explain to you It'll never happen again. Yeah. It'll never happen again in our lives because it's not the same way anymore. You have, It'd be like a high school team playing a college team. It'd okay. be like the best, a good, good Texas high school team yeah. playing Alabama. Well, I know that the Russians were kind of notorious for paying their players or even their Olympic players, you know, to kind of disregarding that amateur status, you know? Well, there was no... There, there was, was no amateur from their standpoint. There was no, they, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they had a day job as, like you said, they were part yeah. of the Red Army. Yeah. But yeah. They, were, they weren't, yeah. yeah. So like, you had a Russian team that had won the previous four Olympics and had some ungodly record, like um, 101 in their last 101 games or something yeah, like that. Yeah. They yeah. would come over and they would, on a routine basis, play our NHL All-Stars and beat them like 8-1, to one, oh, wow. 7 oh, yeah. to 0. Wow. I mean, they had the, the supposedly at the time the best goalie that was ever, yeah. that ever played the game, the best uh, forward and the best defenseman that ever played the game There was a gap between ever. our pros oh, and their right. Olympic wow. team. Okay, so all these elements come in. So make- all these elements come in, and you had a, you had a, a hockey team, um, our team, that was made up of a bunch of, like I said, a bunch of guys that are just getting out of college or still in college. Okay. So you're talking 21 to 24-year-old kids, okay? okay. And kind of what um, Clint was alluding to, the, the level of hockey in America at that time was not great. It would probably be on the equivalent of, and this is, what, this is kind of the best analogy I could give, is because it was – it was given back that at that time um, because back then, at that time, in the middle of a six-year run, the Pittsburgh Steelers were winning four Super Bowls, okay? Yeah, right. So the analogy that the um, experts gave at that time was imagine, if you will, if you took a bunch of college all-star football players from Canada, mm-hmm. okay? okay? They played American football from Canada yeah. and put them together and made a team – 
and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's about the equivalent of what oh, our guys well, did. Well, today's parallel yeah. would be yeah. like rugby. Like America's good at rugby. We got really good athletes, yeah. but we're not competitive on the global landscape. Right. Yet, right? So right. all of a sudden, a college all-star rugby team beat the All Blacks, beat the Wall. There you go. Beat yeah. these predominant. Like it's it's on that it's on that level. It's okay. on that level, and and so so when this game was building coming up, you know, our our team went into the Olympics hoping to finish. Maybe if they could get a medal, that would have been a, a victory. Okay. okay. And so, because they were projected to be maybe sixth, seventh best team in the okay. Olympics. So they didn't even go in thinking that they had a no. shot. No, yeah. no. Okay. But but the thing is, is that they had this. Um, I don't know how you describe Herb Brooks as a coach, but he was a um, mad scientist. Mad scientist, but, but a guy, li- but literally who, mad. So he's mad. Uh-huh. He's a mad, mad scientist. Okay. Yeah. He's an angry, angry mad son. scientist. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. But just you know, he was the definition of a coach. I mean, he knew he knew which you know. Things to pull, which things to plug in, and, and, he, which and he didn't pick the best player in a position. He picked mm-hmm. a player that fit. Oh, the best. So he's very Belichick esque. He's I very Belichick you. in the yeah, sense yeah. that, like, hey, you're the best running back, but you're not the best running back for this system. Sure, sure. You're not the best receiver for this quarterback. So he was playing three dimensional chess because he knew he had to. Yeah. Right. No, I agree 100. percent That you would. So the 20 guys he ended up on the team weren't necessarily the 20 best guys in the nation. Okay. They okay. they fit his system. Wow. And. And he, he kept telling his team, though, for six months leading up to the games, he's, he, you know, they kept on watch, seeing the Russians beat this team, that team, yeah. whatever, and just kill him. He says, somebody's going to beat those guys. He kept mm-hmm. saying, somebody's going to beat those guys. Uh. And he kept, on, he kept on picking away at their armor, too. He, like, he would see, you'd see videos of them. He'd make fun of them. You know, yeah. He'd make fun of the way they look. He'd oh, say, wow. this guy looks like Loyal and, Har- Laurel so and Hardy, you know. He'd, he'd make yeah. them hate him. He, uh, hate yeah. me yeah. more than you hate each other Kinda so like you can become a team too, in a sense, and then yeah. use that against the Russians. What's that? He's kind of breaking them down kind of subliminally to his guys. Like, that guy looks goofy, right? Like, yeah, he was basically just, saying, hey, take him. it's like the old saying, they put their pants on just like you and I mm-hmm. do. He was oh, kind of right. breaking them down to that level. Say, guys, don't don't be in awe of these guys. They're going to get beat. They're going to get beat, you know. And so... So when the game came up, the game, basically what happened was we were on two different sides of the draw. So the only way we were going to play each other was if we got to the medal round. So they took the two best teams from our draw and the two best teams from their draw. Okay, Okay. so there's two draws of about, I think, seven teams, something like that. So we were one of the two best on our side, and they were one of the two best on their side. And we're going to play a semifinal game against them. So it wasn't for the gold, it was for a semifinal game. And again, going back to... 1980, ABC was doing the Olympics. So Mm -hmm. at night, they would do like three hours of the Olympics, whatever happened that day. And they asked the Russians, hey, can we switch this to primetime? Because the game was going to be played in the afternoon, like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And and, and the Russians said, no way. We're playing it just like scheduled. Well, so... And because we didn't have, it wasn't like you had your iPhone and you had like up to the second scores. Nobody knew what was going on. This game's being played in Lake Placid, New mm-hmm. York, and nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew a score, nothing like that. You didn't, you didn't have that going okay. on. But what they were going to do, ABC was going to show the game on tape delay when they showed it at night. So the game was going to probably start on TV Shortly after it had really ended, okay. okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, so, I didn't remember that. No, I, I remember I this because yeah. it's one of those things you remember where you were when yeah. you heard it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting down in. We're getting ready to watch the game, and um, you, you got to remember the buildup of this was so immense that 
as, as they said, nobody in America, most people weren't educated in hockey. Yeah. Because hockey wasn't like it was now. They didn't have a Dallas Stars team. They didn't have Arizona Coyotes. Right. I mean, right. everything was Canada or up in the Northeast. Okay. And so there were, there were people from Texas sending um, uh, you know, messages to the team, you know, not knowing anything about hockey, but just saying, kick their ass, yeah. <laughs> things like yeah, that. Yeah. You're our yeah. proxy yeah. to fight the evil yeah. Russians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, is, this, was, this is a proxy to basically say, with all our bad things that have been going on and the Russians kicking our butt, we need, mm-hmm. we need this, yeah. you know? Yeah, lighting a fire. And so, so I remember sitting in my – I was sitting downstairs. We're getting ready to watch the game, not knowing what the score is. My brother is – Older than me, he the phone rings and again, no cell phone, just our home phone rings. Yeah, you know, rotary think, dial. Rotary dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one. <laughs> I don't even think we had a voicemail or nothing like that at that yeah. time. Yeah. So, so he answered the phone. I guess I remember it vividly. He's on the phone and he's he's. I could hear him talking to one of his buddies, and my brother said probably something along the line like, "Are you kidding me? No, uh, what, what are you talking? Really?" And he stopped talking. He looked at us and he said, "The Americans just beat the Russians." Oh wow! And you talk about just like for a second, we were like. My yeah. parents and I were just like, "What, you know, <laughs> what just happened?" Yeah, and of course, that I even made goosebumps. it more I got goosebumps. Like, yeah, it right gave me now. it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, and, so, and it gives me goosebumps to this day. It's forty and years, forty years ago. And, and forty, it will be forty-one uh, in February. On February twentieth, it'll be forty-one years. Yeah, wow. but so, so we knew going into watching the game, you knew it was going to happen, which is kind of was kind of fun. Yeah, you, you knew it was going to happen. But anyhow, won the game and. What um, what we had to do is two days later win yeah, another game to win the gold medal, which we did. But I mean, some things that just you know you, that stand out to you about that is that it just transcends times. You remember that, and again, I keep saying this: it'll never happen again. You'll never see it again because Olympics aren't like that, or international play is not like that. Because international play, all every country's best players play. Yeah, the captain of that team um, for the. Americans, Mike Arruzzioni, he scored the winning goal. This will give you, this is how much of an impression that was on him. He had the opportunity to go play in the NHL. He retired after that game. Oh my gosh. Or after that Olympics. Really? Because he's like, he said, I'll never experience something like that again. Wow. So he just, he didn't even play professional hockey. He, he hung up his skates. That's after crazy. That. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. When you, I mean, when you peak and you're just like, hey, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better than this. And he's a 24 year old guy, roughly, or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's crazy. So, you so, pass all that up. So, yeah, that thing, um, I mean, there, there's nothing that comes close to that. I mean, you know, but I mean, there's a couple other things that stand out. Yeah. Um, but on an international level, it's kind yeah. of hard to beat that. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, and I like a, in the context of things, it's a tough yeah. one. I mean, you know, the, 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 and I love that this movie was made. Um, as we sit here and talk about this and listen to, you know, Watching other people win can make you feel like a winner in a yeah. lot of ways, and, and it can sure. encourage you to. So I think this winology needs to be kind of a repeating thing. Mm-hmm. So, so because we want to, we want to be faithful to our timelines. Like for me, winology, you know, this is the miracle on ice, right? But mm-hmm. a, but a parallel to that that I think is amazing that the story's getting told right now is you know the Jesse Owen story. Yeah, you know, just the significance of him beating the Germans in, 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 in Germany in front of, you know, yeah. the, the Nazis. Right. What, and what year was that? 36. 
Oh wow, yeah, it's incredible. So it was right before the war. Yeah. So that was when that's at the height of Hitler's you yeah. know, Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was. I mean, it was, Aryan it, it nation. Was, <laughs> it was. It was a. Yeah. It was a. A unimpeachable rebuttal of the Ubermensch. His, you know, his right. theory, right? Yeah. And and it's like it's a signal of hey, this guy's wrong. Right? Yeah. And, and it, it's just a it's just a really well movie. It's a powerful movie. It's a story that needs to be foreshadowing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and then there's a follow on story, and, and then there's a um, you know one of the things I love talking about. I love talking about history, and, and one of the things I tell people is if you could interview a Nazi general right now, mm-hmm. they, they would tell you that they lost World War II not because of the Allies, not because of it, because of Crete. Because they couldn't take Crete, they mm-hmm. invaded it, but they never occupied it. Mm-hmm. Because they invaded it and they couldn't occupy it, they didn't invade Russia on time. And if you're fighting in Russia, you're fighting two things: you're fighting the Russians and the Russian winner. Yep. Yeah. And you yep. might be the Russians, but you're not beating the Russian winner, yeah. so it delayed them, right? Yeah. And then uh, the boxer, it was either the track athlete. I'm doing this a disservice. So on the next oneology, I'm going to be this. For Germany? Yeah. Or what? Max Smelling? So, so it was the first airborne assault in warfare history. They did an airborne assault on Crete. And Hitler put him on the front lines as an airborne officer to try to get him killed. Schmeling? Yeah. For Why? for embarrassing him. For losing to, uh, oh, yeah, to Joe Lewis. Uh, was it Dempsey or was it uh, Lewis? Joe Lewis, right? Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, yeah. Yeah. And he, and, he, and he made it through the airborne assault, but he was... Because remember, after he lost, he raised his hand. Yeah. And, and the guy that Jesse Owens been raised his hand. And that's what I love about athletics. Athletics, like, hey, you know, it's it, it's the purity of it, right? It's the purity of the sport. And I think that's got to be a, a motivation for you, especially when you're dealing with a great competitor, to get them back on the field mm-hmm. to teach the fans and the kid about life. Yeah. Right? So winologies. So this is this needs to be a recurring show. And, and listeners, what I like, f- friends, I, I would love um, – Two things I didn't I didn't do this on the last one, so I apologize. Uh, share with us your greatest uh, getting ready tip from the eighties. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, and then share with us a win that matters to you. And and you said this before you turn the recorder on is powerful. I think Ross brought it up. It doesn't have to be a literal win. It can be a fictional win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it could be the natural. You know, the natural is man. Reference. You know, the natural is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the longest yard. Uh, I mean, that's a no. great or one. Like, it, it, the win that you go back to, whether it happened um, in, in entertainment or in real life, like share that with us at the uh, at the High Ground Network, which we're excited to release. You'll Absolutely. you'll see that stuff soon. Find us on YouTube. We'll be there shortly. And the other stuffs and the yeah, other grams. And all the other platforms. Other grams. Doctor Jimmis. Thank yes, you. sir. Appreciate that. We'll see y'all it's next a pleasure. time. Pleasure. Winology. <laughs>